Podcast. I'm your host, the man of the hour, the tower of power. Dun, dun, it's Joe. It's me. And me, Jen. And Jen. We are here this week with a very, very amazing. Here this week, rocking it out with your friends. Oh. <laughs> Joe gets into his radio voice. Yeah. We have been to this location many, 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 many times and doing the investigations of the paranormal as we have have run into and met some wonderful people our guest today is just one of those people that you know we keep crossing paths with and we just love because great guy he a wealth of knowledge i guess you would say you know in his years of paranormal investigating um starting at saint joseph's hospital in lorraine ohio which joe and i was one of our first, I think that might have been the first convention we ever did. No, Collingwood was. Oh, okay. Do you want me to cut that out? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It was one one of the very first conventions that we ever did. And it was great because mom and dad came. It was funny because it's old abandoned hospital, which is very haunted. And we had great investigation there. Yeah. And we're sitting there and mom and dad and sis walks in and. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. That was so cool. And, and. You know, it was just an amazing time. And I miss the, that place, being yeah. able to investigate. So we were able to meet Greg Fatetic through um, doing the ghost hunt and the convention at St. Joseph's Hospital. And then he has moved on to this little place you might have heard of yeah. called Ohio State Reformatory <laughs> Mansfield Prison. Just this little place. Just, you know, this tiny little hole in the wall. No, it's a ginormous fortress. It's been on all the ghost shows, right? It's amazing. Yeah, and it's a very rememberable place. If you ever spend time there, you're going to go away with so many good memories. So let's get Greg on, and let's talk to Greg about the Ohio State Reformatory. What's up, Greg? Hey, guys. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. <laughs> it's good to see you again. Yeah, good to see you guys. It has yeah. been a while. It's been a while. I think almost a year. It's been a what, since? Since Paris Psycho. Uh, no, uh, I saw you guys up at the Michigan Paracon. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. yeah. That yeah, was awesome. Right. Yeah. That's right. Always a I fun for- time, right? How can I forget that? <laughs> yes. Um, crazy time, but fun time. <laughs> I walked through the casino looking for you. I went to all the roulette tables and I didn't see you. <laughs> yeah, I was looking for you guys too. I was like, oh, where are they? I, I didn't do too well this time. <laughs> no. Me neither. I lost all my money. <laughs> I mean, I actually did good on the slots. I sucked at the roulette, though. And it's, it was a, oh, man. wasn't a, a good weekend for roulette. Next year. Next yes. year. This year. This year. It'll be our year. Yep. Save up all your quarters for the roulette table. And... <laughs> <laughs> yep. Awesome. So, what's been going on? What is new with you? Uh, just keeping busy. Um, you know, planning for uh, Paris Icon. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, doing what my wife tells me to do. Um, <laughs> as I'm, I don't know if you guys know, she, she's my new boss. 
Oh yeah. No, I did it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. She, uh, oh, she's amazing. my new boss. So, but wow. I, I think she allows me to be the boss here at home. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think. Are you doing much with the Ohio State Reformatory? Are they open for ghost hunts and everything now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. we, we do ghost hunts throughout the whole year. Okay. I mean, there are certain times, you know, during December, the holiday time, and uh, September, October, and half of November because the prison is blood prison. Yeah. You know, the mm-hmm. haunted house. So. Yeah, it's, okay. it's such an amazing place. We That's one thing that we look forward to every year is the Paris icon and just spending time at the prison, you know, and I, I know you've heard me say it before, but every time I go in there, all I can think about is how loud the place must've been. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It's extremely loud. I've watched a documentary today on it. to kind of remind, get a reminder of the place and everything. And that's one thing they said that every time you go in there, it was so loud. And then when it got quiet is when they were worried about something. <laughs> Right. Now, is it the opposite when you're there by yourself? Is it extremely quiet and then you're like, oh, are we going to hear something? Oh, oh, yeah. When I'm there by myself, it's eerily quiet. And then that's almost listening for any little noise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you hear noises and sometimes you don't. Yeah. Yeah. So what kind of things do you hear when you're by yourself? I've heard doors closing. I've heard footsteps, uh, heard voices. Oh. So it's, you know, just the, the usual stuff. <laughs> Anybody calling out your name? No. No. Oh. <laughs> Not yet. Not so. yet, no? That's good. Now, this might be a strange question, but has any inmates or workers ever disappeared from the Ohio State Reform Troy? In other words, any missing people that just you don't know what happened to them? And the reason I asked you mean when when the prison was open? Yeah, like, um, because I was reading a couple weeks ago about different prisons over in England and that, and they've had situations where people would disappear and they wouldn't have any clue what happened to them. And I don't know if it back then it might have been escapees, but it's just one of those questions that I was thinking. You know, I wonder if that ever happened in the modern time. You know, in like in like Ohio State Reformatory or anything like that. I, I mean, there have been escapes, and uh-huh. you know, I, I, I could could be wrong here, but I do remember that that there was one inmate who escaped. I, I believe he uh, walked away from the honor farm. Okay. But then, like after thirty years, I guess he turned himself in. Oh. Um, but uh, but uh, you know, it's like there's always inmates who disappear, and the most famous one is from Alcatraz. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know, when even the movie with Clint Eastwood, you yeah. know, Escape from Alcatraz, where, in fact, I just watched a a, doc, uh, a show the other day about inmates who escaped. They presumed that they drowned okay. in, in the bay. Yeah. But they did find proof and possible evidence that they did make it and they made it to Brazil. Oh, okay. So oh. But those are, you know, those are, you know, three inmates who disappeared yeah you know they escaped but where'd they go yeah so in the time frame that they they escaped do you think they would still be living that long ago so they would uh, probably been in their like what probably 30s or 40s at the time that they you know what i was i was watching the the show 
I, I was trying to figure that out. And in fact, they actually had the nephews of two of the inmates who were bro brothers. Uh -huh. And, uh, you know, they know that their uncles, you know, escaped to Brazil, but they didn't say anything if they were still alive. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's just, just something I watched, they probably are. Yeah. Just off topic, but have you ever watched the documentaries where they think Hitler escaped down to South America? Mm -hmm. Isn't that yeah. fascinating? Like, yeah. Could have had a submarine and, <laughs> and taken the submarine and lived in the jungle and these like, very fancy almost like a community of like hidden right um, yeah you know world war ii and who knows yeah and, you know yeah i think it's very yeah. possible anything yeah anything's possible especially when you're i like the that mystery much, of that yeah especially when you're that much of a ruler where you can do basically anything you want mm -hmm. and fake anything you want sure exactly you know? but yeah sure. it's just a weird thought i had because i've heard of other because me and I know me and Jen did a whole show about people that vanish in front of people and stuff and are never seen again. So I was just thinking, I wonder if that's ever happened. You know, I'm thinking maybe if you, if it did happen, you would have told us about it before, but it's just something that popped in my mind today. Do you know? Okay. So another thing I noticed that I found out today that it was actually built on a civil war camp. Have you ever seen or heard of people talking about civil war ghosts or like soldier ghosts? Well, I have not. Okay. I'm sure it happened. Um, uh, the camp was Camp Mordecai Bartley, and it wasn't the actual training camp, I believe, it's just a little bit north okay. of where the reformatory is now. But, uh, you know, my my, my thing too, is like, what was that land prior to the Civil War mm -hmm. training camp? Yeah. You know, you know, that's, mm -hmm. you know, that's just one, one, I, I mean, second in the history of time yeah that it, it was a civil war camp it's a prison but what about all these other eons you know mm -hmm. what was there yeah because there's one thing yeah. I, I i would love to go back in time and see what mm -hmm. areas look like you yeah. know yeah thousand yeah. ten thousand a hundred thousand years ago a million years ago and i mean just all of ohio was just peppered with native american yeah. settlements right. so you know it could have been chosen that area because at one time you know North right. American. and that was one time and then you know they had the ice age with the glaciers mm -hmm. you know that yeah. uh, covered most of well north part of north uh, north america yeah yeah so, it's really intriguing i've been doing a lot of studying lately on the mounds and ohio and this area was just covered with mounds so who knows there could have been a mound there too you know that's i'll have to look into that yeah there was any that's history of any mounds you know, like Native American mounds or whatever they were, whoever built them. But that, that whole area, the Mansfield area, right. was Native American. So, yeah, who knows what was on that land mm -hmm. or under yeah. it. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I have found out that um, I'm in the Cleveland area, and we have uh, a river called the Cuyahoga River. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it goes through a valley, and that was a lot of Native American land because of the river. Yeah. And uh, we've investigated uh, several houses and a lot of areas through there uh, because Native American land seems to be so spiritual and, mm -hmm. you know, and active. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you ever um, been, you know, in the Cleveland area, have you ever been in the salt mines over that way? That would be cool. Yeah. Wouldn't that be amazing? Most Slavered people that don't know about that. 
Yeah. That there's yeah. these salt mines underneath Lake Erie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, do you know, I, I wonder if it runs all the way from Detroit to Cleveland. Oh, that, the that, salt oh gosh, if, if that was the case, boy, that would be mind boggling. Well, you, you figure, you know, you have salt. We have a lot of quartz in this area. We have a lot of limestone. And that's, you know, a good magnet for paranormal activity. Right. Those type of, of minerals and, and rocks, you know, mm-hmm. quartz, you know, right. obviously will attract um, that type of thing. But, yeah, I always wonder because of the salt, you know, the salt mines. And it would be so cool to go in there because they say oh, that yeah. it stays the same degrees or same right. temperature all the time. Do they offer tours? It is, but... Do you know if they offer tours there, Jen? Or I'm not sure. I'm not I'll sure. look into that. And if there is, we should all go. Yeah, let's yeah, do it. That'd be that cool. would be amazing. That would be really cool. And wonder, you know, even like thinking along the lines of like mines or caves, there's always some potential for paranormal activity. You've got the Tommy knockers, which is, you know, prevalent in most like of the coal mining industry mm-hmm. and um, people that cave. There's always some type of, I don't know, weird activity right, surrounding yeah. caves. Have been. Yeah, there's something about caves that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Have you ever um, been in any of the caverns, like the Ohio caverns or Mammoth or anything? Oh, I've been the Mammoth caves, okay. which is yeah. just, I mean, that is mind blowing. Really? That, I've never uh, been there. I want to see that. That is really cool. I mean, it's, and it just, I, I the way I understand it, that they're still discovering passageways. Hmm. And I, you know, I, it's like hundreds of miles of passageways. Yeah. That, that they have. But it's really, really cool uh, going there. That's uh, supposed to be the, like the largest cave system in the world. Yeah. That's its place. Yeah. And having its own little like ecosystem right in there. Right. And, right. you know, people who have gotten lost and perished in those maybe still remain <laughs> down there. You know, they might just be trapped there, unable to get out, just like in real life. Oh, um, yeah. You know, I can you imagine being in there by yourself at night? The things that you would hear. <laughs> you know, it's funny because it would be the same if you were there during I was the day. Say, yeah, it wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's, it's pitch black. I remember when we went there that they turned off the lights just so we could see, but well, you can't see. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was just like being in the the West Attic up at the reformatory. It's yeah. you can't see your hand in front of your face. Yeah, it is so dark up there. Oh yeah. my gosh. But yeah, you know, we're we're this year trying to think of like maybe some new and different places to start investigating and and maybe go outside of the buildings and into more of the nature, like the forests and the mounds and the cemeteries and the and caves in and around Ohio. There's so much here in Ohio that we could just do a day trip every weekend and, and right, go to some exactly. place now, with uh, Tri-C, how is Tri-C doing? I saw that you had a residential uh, investigation. One of the groups did. Yeah, the recently. Columbus team had a residential on Sunday, uh, excuse me, Saturday night. And they had actually had some stuff uh, going on that they couldn't explain. So they're actually oh. heading back to the house this Saturday. Oh, that's amazing. That's great that they're going back. So this will be, be the third time that, that oh. they've been to this house. Okay. Is it an older home or a newer home? Uh, I just, it's a big home. Oh, okay. So uh, I'm not sure uh, when, when it was built. Mm-hmm. 
Have you been on any residentials lately? I've kind of like gotten a little away from that because I'm so busy doing everything yeah. else. Yeah. And we've got enough uh, members in the team where, you know, other members can uh, handle that. Yeah. For our listeners that good. don't know. But it's, it's also exciting nope. to. What? Oh, go ahead. Huh? Go, ahead, go ahead. I was going to say for the listeners that don't know, what is Tri-C Ghost Hunters? Why do you call it Tri-C? Tri-C Ghost Hunters and we call ourselves Tri-C because we have teams in Cleveland, Columbus, and Cincinnati. Okay. Hence the three C's, Tri-C. Okay. okay. So going back to Ohio State Reformatory, I want to talk a little bit about Ohio State Reformatory. Then we're going to talk about Parasycon, which is me and Jen are super psyched about. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a convention we love. I mean, we've been... Yeah, we've been going to your conventions ever since you started, if I can remember right. And it's just they're just awesome. But anyhow, tell us a little bit about the hauntings that go on at Ohio State Reform. Joey. I know a lot of people know about them, but are there any strange and unusual ones that are popping up lately or anything different that we might not know about? Uh, it seems I mean, there's always something different uh, going on there. We always hear, you know, new stories, you know, that that people experience. Uh, but we usually have the, the usual stuff, uh, you know, up in the West Attic, uh, the chair room, uh, third uh, third floor uh, admin, uh, solitary, and both cell blocks, and the sub-basement. And so we got a lot of active areas. In fact, every area in the, the prison seems to be active. It's just that some are more active than the other ones. Yeah. And, I mean, it has, you know, you, know, you, you have your occasional apparitions. And your shadow figures and voices and, of course, numerous EVPs, uh, footsteps, and physical attacks, too. You know, mm -hmm. people being scratched. And, you know, seeing a lot of, like, unexplained lights and stuff like, like that. And growling. Growling, oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah, I've never heard of that one before. Do you think that's, yeah, um, that's... Is that, do you think that is maybe something more elemental versus uh, a former inmate? or? Uh, you, you know what? It's I've heard the growling. Oh. And uh, it was the first time I saw my first shadow figure. Oh. oh. Um, that, that there was growling after I saw the shadow figure. And, um, and it's, uh, growling is heard in a certain area of the prison. And that would be third floor admin from like the central area where the, the chair room is all the way over to the east admin side. It doesn't seem like it's on the west side side as much, but numerous people have have heard it. It's it's hard to describe. Yeah. It's like a, it's I I don't think it's you know demonic or anything like that. Uh, it's just I I don't know. And we've had people that say you know it could be a dog. You know were there dogs there? That doesn't really sound like like a dog. I, I don't know if it's a spirit or something that's trying to scare you know, or or what it is, mm -hmm. uh, but it, it's there and people wow. have heard it. That's, that's so cool. strange that the location, because when you were talking about that, I was in my mind, I was thinking out in the cells or down in the sub basement, but to be in oh. the administration offices, that's, that's, that's strange. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, it is. And in fact, uh, some of the places in administration are actually more active than the actual prison. Hmm. Wow. Do you think that's because of the family that used to live there? 
or the families because I that, that always struck me as so strange that they're they actually lived on the location right right it, it seems it's more active in the area where uh, it was guest bedrooms okay and uh, storage I mean and who knows I, yeah I mean who knows why it's so active uh you know, it's just one of those. I mean, everybody's going to have their theories. Yeah, sure. But whose theory is right? You know, you have ten people and ten theories, and you know, there's. I wish I I had an answer. Yeah, and you're talking hundreds hundreds years of occupation at that location. Plus, like you said before, who knows what was there before? Right. right. For sure, it could have been something tied to land. So, Joe and I were talking about this the other day about when the wardens lived and their families lived on site in the prison. Just talking a little bit about like that whole dynamic, like how how did they, I don't know, like we were just talking about like maybe the safety of the family and the children. Was there extra protection for those um, family members and younger kids that maybe if they had, you know, children in the prison or the wives? Well, I mean, um, you know, some of the superintendents did did have children and they actually used to have trustees that would actually take care of mm -hmm. their, their children. Okay. Um, but I've never heard anything negative or bad about, you know, them living there. I mean, the superintendent, the assistant superintendent chaplains and, and their families lived there on the, the property. Um, have you but, ever had any of those children or family members that had lived there at one time, come back to the prison to visit that uh, you know of? You know what? They may have prior to me oh. being really involved. Yeah. Uh, and I know that one, one of the sons, there there was a, a superintendent by the name of Art Latke. Um, he had two sons, and I think there's one that, that is still living. Uh, and I do know that some of the older volunteers and staff there you know, are familiar with him. Uh, I, I'm unfortunately not. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we were just, you know, we were talking um, just about prisons in general, like, you know, in Ohio and in, in some of the um, smaller towns in, say, like Tennessee or um, Kentucky, that, you know, these castle-type buildings, you know, people would live there and, and work there. And we were just talking about, like, the stored energy that is in when you have a a stone prison so you know your your um location is that limestone or sandstone or do you know what the mix of the the outside is you know what i i i've i've been told it but uh i know more about the paranormal than the tree of oh, okay. the, and i i I, I'm sure that there's probably both That's what I was thinking. in there. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I, I think there's probably both used in the construction of it. Um, yeah. Cause we were just kind of, uh, we talk about the stone tape theory where, you know, like the walls and the floorboards may absorb some of the emotions or mm -hmm. um, energy of the people that used to live there or maybe were housed there or um, spent time, you know, in the drunk tank or whatever. And I don't even know where I was going with that, but <laughs> Joe can pick up. <laughs> no, you're just saying how there's diff different people that go in there and different energy that goes into the walls in the building, you know, whether it's due to violence or fright 
you know, fright's a big thing because you, I do know that mm-hmm. when, oh, when Ohio State Reformatory was actually first built, it was made mainly as a reformatory for younger adults. And a right. lot of those adults, I mean, they go in there and it, it, it was a reformatory. So they had workstations, they had, you know, pe- people actually working and that in there. And I know that it was designed with that Gothic style to be more of like a church or something like that. So that when these kids would go in there, they would get reformed. And a lot of it was work and religion, but those kids were so scared when they went in there because you go in there and it's, it's a prison. It looks like a prison, even though the other half was built later, it's still a prison and it's still going to absorb that energy. So you had everything from kids that were just, you know, like mischievous to that game put in there. And then later they started putting serious criminals in there and sometimes they were mixed. So you never had know what kind of energy is being absorbed into the walls or the, you know, into the limestone and all that. But right. And you know, and, and that's, you know, there again, I mean, everybody's got their, their theories and um, yeah, the, the, the architect, he designed this to, instill fear in these young offenders who were, you know, going to reform school. So, um, you know, when they would go down the drive and they would see what they called Dracula's castle, be like, whoa, what did I do, you know, to end up in here? And, you know, going back to when superintendents and them lived on the property, that's when it was mostly reformatory, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, young first time nonviolent offenders. And then prior to it becoming a maximum security prison, the uh, family ceased living there. Oh, okay. But, but you know, it's like I've been investigating since 91, and I have discovered that there are certain types of buildings that seem to always be active. Mm-hmm. And they don't always have to be a prison where there's all this violence and everything. Um, movie theaters. Yeah. Any type of theater mm-hmm. is, seems to be active. Schools, any type of school, elementary school, colleges, universities. Uh, I've investigated, you know, several schools and colleges around here that are really active. Of course, you know, hospitals too. And uh, what was there? There was one more schools, hospitals, prisons, theaters. Uh, uh, I remember it, uh, mm-hmm. but those seem to be active, especially schools. I never understood you know, that. What is it? Why, why these? <laughs> yeah. Right. So why are you? I mean, we, we kind of understand why prisons are active. There's a lot mm-hmm. of emotional energy, bad emotional energy. And, you know, that there's one theory that people go back to the places. If you're not trapped there, you may go back to a place you enjoy. Yeah. You yeah. know, theaters, mm-hmm. you know. And especially with theaters, there's also a lot of emotions because, the actors have to portray something to the audience. The audience are there feeling emotions of that, maybe a, a, a concert or a play, whether it's mm-hmm. laughter, sadness, whatever mm-hmm. it is. You know, there's always people that work behind the scenes and right. maybe they worked there for 50 years and that was their happy place. And, you know, mm-hmm. I know Joe and I investigated the theater here in town and it was a former convent. So the nuns would go into the theater and have their breakfast, and and so it was not only just for you know acting or plays or whatever. It was also used, you know, just 
in this particular one, the nuns would all go in there. So now there's nuns that appear out in certain seats, which were their seats. And if right. you sit in their seats, they get upset. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and there's, I mean, you know, we investigate homes where there's been no tragic events. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, why? Because there's people, you know, that they, they believe that there has to be a tragic event and that's why this place is haunted. But there's also a lot of tragic events and homes and buildings where there is no activity. So, I, I mean, you know, how does this all work? Yeah. You know, there's it's like no reason, you know, there was a murder occurred over here in this house. People saying no activity. You know, Amityville Horror House. Yeah. You know, you got, I mean, you got people living in there. So, no, there's nothing going on. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody after the, the Lutzes said, no, we've never had any activity so why is that and why are some homes i mean we've investigated some homes where it was crazy active there's no evidence of any bad things happening here it could be attracted to the people you know it could be a spiritual attachment somewhere and maybe they were somewhere that followed them home right we, we we just got got a case. I just got it yesterday. In fact, when I get off with uh, you guys, I'm going to call this guy. He's asking for help. Uh, he's living in an apartment that he just found out that there was a murder there. Oh, so oh, wow. and he has stuff going on. So I got to contact him to mm-hmm. find out exactly what he's experiencing and mm-hmm. see what we can do to, to help. Yeah. So yeah, yep. there's apartments are always there's so many people coming and going. And apartments and hotels as well, you know, they mm-hmm. that in and out, in and out. And then why do they choose to remain? Yeah, we get a lot of requests for apartments. Mm-hmm. Things like we get a really lot of requests. And especially, you know, if you could have an apartment building that's over 100 years old, you know, mm-hmm. and how many people throughout the years have come and gone um, mm-hmm. in that particular place. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, that is interesting. I had gone with one of my friends. She had a case and it was an apartment, but it was, it wasn't the apartment itself. It was the people attached to it that had ties to Santeria. And it wasn't them in particular. It was somebody they thought a family member had put a curse on them. Mm -hmm. And so when we went into this place, it's just a normal basement apartment two-bedroom apartment, bathroom, kitchen, you know, living room, tiny apartment. There was so much activity. There were shadow figures. My friend got scratched down her back. It was crazy. I was like, this is too much for me. (laughs) I was like, this is, you know, way beyond my forte when it was getting into the the darker elements. Right. But, you know, it's, 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 we should look more into that, like hauntings of apartment buildings and particular apartments. Right, yeah. Yeah, we do get a lot of those. You know, like with a history of a house, you may have somebody who's lived there a long time, and that's their space. Mm-hmm. But with an apartment, you kind of don't know who was there before. Yeah, you, it's, you know? they're, they're kind of like hard to research. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sure. so like, that, that's the problem with, with the par- apartments. You have no I- really idea who lived there prior. Yeah. And what's going around in the other apartments, too. Right. Exactly. You know, like, who knows? The neighbor could be conjuring something up upstairs or. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I find out that they're really difficult to investigate. Hmm. You know, Especially because, because you got people in the building, you know, going down the hallways, people upstairs walking, hmm. you know, maybe somebody playing music next door or yeah. any thumbs or anything. So it's, they're, they're a little, little bit more difficult to investigate. Yeah. yeah. The contamination when you're trying to yes. obtain evidence. Right. For sure. I want to go back just a little bit because, you know, one of our favorite, favorite investigations was at the St. Joseph's Hospital, which you mm. mentioned hospitals being one of the most haunted type locations. And for our listeners who may be new, Joe and I were very, very fortunate to be able to want to be you know, some of the last people who got to go into St. Joseph's with you, Greg, and your team, and still to this day are just baffled, excited, can't believe like what we had seen in that place. <laughs> so maybe you can, for our listeners, just tell them a little bit about like some of the things that you experienced at your time in St. Joseph's. Okay. In the just uh, yeah, uh, St. Joseph's. What was uh, a hospital? It's no longer there. It was torn torn, torn down uh, several years ago, but it was abandoned. And uh, Team Tricy Ghost Hunters, we got to get in there, investigate, and start doing events out of there. So you know, we we come to find out that this place was really active. I mean, apparitions were were, were seen. Uh, I mean, numerous times. Uh, even by people who went in skeptics and didn't believe it, this came out believers. One of the craziest things that ever happened to me is the old cafeteria, you know, dining area. And uh, it almost felt like somebody else was in there, like somebody, maybe a homeless guy, because we had stuff being thrown at us. Oh, I mean, it was like yeah. constantly being thrown at us. And I'm like, there's got to be somebody in here you know, messing around with us. Now, uh, that area, there was no walls, just the steels were, were up. So you, you could look you know, at the different areas. And um, I was going back there trying to find somebody. And I enter this one room, I go through the, this doorway, and I swear to God, something, somebody's hand on my face, shoved me out of there. My oh. glasses went flying, oh. and it was like, whoa! <laughs> it's uh, oh my uh, gosh, yeah. It's I, I've I've been touched numerous times there. I've been a few times. Um, yeah, apparitions galore. Just a lot, a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah, it's uh, it was it was a, it was one of the more active areas I've investigated. When we were there, there was that thought that somebody had gotten in the building because one of the doors was propped open. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's that's a big thing when you go into some of these abandoned places is there could be people hiding in there, yeah. especially a place that large. That was large, yes. Yeah, yeah, so, you know. It was, like, a, it was about 100,000 square feet. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was, there was a lot of areas in there. It, it was a, it was a very cool place. It's yeah. one of the most active Especially places. Especially the chapel. I, I really like that. The chapel had a totally different feel. It right. was like very calming and, and peaceful in there. Mm -hmm. And um, we did, I think we got some EVPs in there, didn't we, Joe? Yeah. We were talking to the nuns yeah. and we got a few EVPs. Yeah. Yeah. The people had activity in the chapel along with third floor, you know, the, the third, third floor in the hospital. 
and cafeteria and um, uh, ICU and the morgue. The, the, those were some of the more active areas. Yeah. I was in ICU. Oh, oh, and the ER. I totally forgot about oh, the yeah. ER. ER was really yeah. active. I was in the ICU one time, and I say one time, we've only investigated there a couple of times, but <laughs> I kept seeing lights in the doorway, and I kept saying, oh, somebody's coming down the hallway, that kind of thing, and they never came in the room. <laughs> I just kept seeing lights. <laughs> that scared me. <laughs> and I turned my flashlight on, and there was no windows in the door. So no. that was one of the things that happened to me there. And we've had so much activity in that building. It was unbelievable. Lab coats going by. Jen saw that. Mm-hmm. I heard yeah. ticking sounds. Like we were up in, I think, the psych ward or somewhere up there. And it was one of them. That was were, third floor. Yeah, we were like, if you can hear us, make a noise. And there was a noise. And we're like, okay, make three taps. And there were three taps. I'm like, okay, is someone messing with us? But there was nobody else there. That yeah, that's a cool place. I miss it. I do too. You know, and it, it's yeah. still. One of the things that sticks out in my mind is there was no power in that one area, but yet when we were there, there was a light on in a closet across. You could actually see in the next building over, there was a light on in the closet. For some reason, that always stuck in my mind, you know, because I knew that there was no power in that building. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I remember um, one section where the labor and delivery hall or maternity hall, Mm -hmm. um, I had taken my phone out. And as a trigger, I played a brand newborn baby crying. And we, it was, I think it was Marty and a couple other people. I think there was four of us or five of us all together. Literally saw a white lab coat start walking down the hall and go into one of the rooms after I played that. I got goosebumps right now just thinking <laughs> about it. It was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Oh, and um, yeah, it was crazy. It was so interesting. And then I don't know if you ever heard this story, but we were in there and I forget which floor we were on. And we heard this loud noise, like loud in one of the rooms. And I was like, oh my gosh. And it it felt, it sounded like footsteps and it was getting louder. And I'm like, okay, I'm going in. I'm going in. I gotta go in. I go in there and I see two eyes looking at me. It was a giant raccoon. scared the crap and it just wandered away right you know up to, into the ceiling i'm like oh my gosh i i thought i was seeing something for real i'm like I see eyes. <laughs> raccoon <laughs> yeah, they'll do that. yeah i've been more terrified by raccoons at the uh, reformatory than any other thing oh yeah so. oh yeah <laughs> i'd still They're terrifying you know this isn't paranormal but when we were there for a conference someone asked us to to do some video for them, you know, come, we're going to interview you. And we went in solitary and we'd go down there and like, where are they? They're like, no, they're downstairs. I'm like, what? There's like another floor underneath that we never, never oh, even basement. knew about. Right. Like a second basement that it just blows my mind, you know, to think what else is in this building? I mean, there's gotta be hidden rooms that we don't know about, or at least that nobody's found yet. Yeah. That could be. Have you guys brought in any new artifacts or have any new um, displays that maybe have triggered some type of activity? Uh, there, there are working on new displays. I, I just saw that uh, they are uh, putting up new 
like paintings and pictures that former inmates oh. have done. Oh. So, yeah. you know, there, there there's an archivist there. She's always finding new things and stuff, and they're always bringing stuff in. So, yeah, yeah so there's always stuff coming in. And who knows, you know, what, what can be coming in uh, with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. You know, I'll find out I'll, when my uh, private hunts start picking back. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah, I would think that they're bringing things from former inmates in is really going to wrap something up. Yeah, it could. Yeah, could. Definitely. Who knows? Now, do you guys, have you had any um, activity up in the chapel? It, it's funny that, that uh, you ask that. Uh, I, I've been investigating there since 2004. That's when uh, Kathy and I, I mean, we used to go twice a year, and then we started volunteering in 2013. And then 2007, I became the lead paranormal investigator. Um, so I'm there a lot. I don't get anything in the chapel. I find it very quiet and soothing and calming. So, in fact, when I do my tours, I rate each location based on my activity or my experiences and other volunteer staff experiences and guest experiences. So I rate everything one, like nothing. Uh, up to five, you know, being really active. And it's like, I give the chapel like a one, mm-hmm. if even that, because I don't get anything and I haven't heard a lot of stories up there. So, okay. Yeah. I don't, you know, I just, I love that, that room. I just think it's amazing. I still can't believe that there were balconies in there mm-hmm. at one time. Yeah. It's like, wow, it's crazy. Yeah. I, I, I like that room, but. I find it calming. I mean, there's been times where I'll go up there and sit by myself and yeah. just relax and enjoy the sound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me about the attic. Because uh, yes. we were up in the, we did the tour the one night and we went up in the attic and I didn't know that there was activity up there and come to find out it's one of the most active areas in the prison. So can you tell me a little bit about what goes on up there? There is a lot of people, including myself, that say that that is the most active location inside the whole prison. Oh, okay. I mean, that's one of the areas where I was up there by myself. During daytime, I was the only one in the building. I had the lights on up there, and I'm doing a Facebook Live. And, well, before I get to that, let me tell you about about the the attic first before I, I jump into that. Right. Yeah. The attic, it's what it is. It's an attic, yeah. right? It's above the yeah. tiers in the west cell block. And until 1930, that's what it was. It was an attic. Um, but in 1930, there was a major fire at the Ohio Penitentiary in Columbus. And I believe, I think there was like 322 inmates who perished in that fire. Oh my gosh. It, it was like the worst prison fire in American history. It seems like Ohio is always worse for all these things. <laughs> right. Um, but they had to find other prisons within the Ohio prison system to put these other inmates while they rebuilt the penitentiary. And a number of inmates came to the reformatory. Now, in 1930, it was still a reformatory for young first-time offenders. The guys coming from the pen... They were your lifers, your murderers, your rapists, your felons, your worst of the worst. And that's where they placed them. And there's no cells up there. Just think of it as like a big college or military dorm room, just cots lined up and down the walls. 
they would lock the doors and whatever went on in there went on. So you can imagine all the violence, and assaults and rapes and homicides that occurred there. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I think it is the most active. I've had numerous experiences up there. A lot of people have had numerous experiences. But now I'll go back to my story. Um, I was there waiting for a group to come for a private hunt, and they were going to be late. So I'm like, oh, you know, I'll go up in the attic, do a little Facebook Live. So I was way in the back, and I'm sitting there by myself, and I got Facebook Live going. I got the lights on. All these noises coming from the other end. And that's what people hear, too. They'll hear, like, a lot of noises. And so I'm like, okay. So I walked down by where the entrance is and turned around. Filming. Now all the noises are coming from where I was at. So I'm like, yeah. you son of a bitch. You know? I did not say that. I'm very respectful up there. But I'm like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll see. So I turned off the lights and I started walking in. Now, I'm doing Facebook Live, but you can't see it. It's pitch black. And when I heard those footsteps running up to me, I could not get to the light switch <laughs> quick enough. And, oh of course, God. I get to the light switch and, you know, obviously there's no nobody there. But that's that, that was during day, you know. Uh, and it's I, I've had numerous experiences up there just like, you know, a lot, lot of members of our team. Mm -hmm. uh, that's one of our favorite spots. It's almost, I tell people, go up there, and I guarantee you, almost, almost 100% guarantee that you will experience something. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when I do my tours, I do not tell people what, go on, what goes on in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I said, you know, this is, this is the history of it. You tell me what you experienced. Mm -hmm. And... A lot of them come back and they tell me what they experienced. And I'm like, yeah, that's what everybody else hears and sees too. So it, it's, it's one, one of my favorite places. Yeah. When I was there in 2009, I was up in that attic um, with Chip Coffee and Ad, or Aaron Goodwin. And it, energy was so strong. This lady next to me fainted and I had to catch her and almost just like put her on the ground. Another lady passed out. It was crazy busy. And there was probably 40 or 50 people in that room at that mm -hmm. time. And there's just things were going left and right and shadows. And it was, it was crazy. That's a, a crazy area in there. Yeah. I liked it though. <laughs> I live for that stuff. Right. Yep. That's all I got to get out. It's not fun being up there though but uh you know yeah especially when you hear footsteps yeah. running at you. yeah even with two people it can get really intimidating mm -hmm. back, back there um one time i was me and another guy we were doing a facebook live event through his uh facebook page and the osr facebook page and the tri c facebook page and we we're the only ones in the building and we were sitting back there dark and we're just talking amongst ourselves we got the cameras going and his cameras are nice you know we got night vision and everything mm -hmm. man we heard that screaming come from the end of the the uh, attic there oh, i mean we God. just like froze and here on the back of my neck you know it stood up and i was like that was a voice just screaming we were just like what the hell was that so you get little things like that too it's, you know, that it's, uh, that would be incredible yeah, it's uh, the craziest stuff up there. 
I got to experience I mean, running. it. I I've had stuff running. happen, but I need stuff like that to happen. So <laughs> I need to get jolted again. <laughs> yeah. Just go back to the Black Cross, Joe. Yeah. That'll happen for you again. Yeah. So, Parasicon is coming up. Yes. I'm, yes. I'm so excited. We are so looking forward to this. We love it. It's a great event. It's one of the top events in the country, in my mind. Yeah. Thank you. It is. I mean, it's put Thank on. You. Oh, for sure. Tri C does. You you do a great job, and Tri C does a great job. And yeah. but let's talk about who are the speakers and that this year. All right, speakers. Well, we, we have our special guest celebrities, and then we have our special guest speakers. Mm-hmm. Well, r- right now, as far as our speaker speakers, uh, we have uh, Daniel Clam lined up, the owner of the Hensdale House. Then we have Dave Giuliano, the owner of the Ghost Hunter store, online mm-hmm. store. Uh, then we have Jason McLeod. Uh, he's an author, written some books. Uh, he actually worked with Ed and Lorraine Warren. And then we have Marianne Winkowski. Oh, okay. Now, oh, cool. If you've ever seen The Ghost Whisperer, yeah. Yeah. that series is based off her. Mm-hmm. So so yeah. we, uh, we have her, and we have all of our celebrities lined up for uh, this year. Uh, you're going to ask me who they are, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I saw uh, Dustin Parry. Yeah. yeah. And um, are you the Ghost Brothers see. coming back? Those brothers are coming back. Yay, Let me see if I can remember everybody. We got okay. We got Ghost Brothers, Dustin Perry. Mm-hmm. Uh, we Schrader. got Dave Schrader, Shane Pittman, mm-hmm. Andrea Perrin. I know I'm going to be missing people. Aaron Sagers. <laughs> There's Aaron so Sagers. many. Yeah, yeah. Aaron so Sagers, Mike Ricksecker, Melissa Tittle, Christopher St. Booth, Heather Taddy, Ronnie LeBlanc, and I know some people were like. Who are these people? I don't know. You know, well, this year we are, we are we're having UFO people. Yeah. Oh, great! How cool. Um, now, Melissa Tittle, she's she is on everything. She's a journalist. I believe she was like the CEO, president of a streaming service or network called Gaia. Mm-hmm. She was a UFO witness with Ben Hansen. In fact, when uh, Ben Hansen can't make it this year, we asked Ben. I'm like. You know who can we use to you know in in your place? And he said, "Get Melissa." Yeah, mm. oh, she is very very intelligent. She's our UFO expert. Watch, okay. she's on anything that has to do with aliens. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then That's Ronnie LeBlanc, he's our Bigfoot guy. He's oh, on right. one of my favorite Bigfoot shows, uh, Expedition Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. I love that show. Yeah. So we're we're pleased to. Uh, have him there and you know and i i know i, I i'm forget getting something yeah, i don't so want, want to forget a- anybody hold, hold on yeah. here <laughs> it's like i don't want to do, do that that's why i i, I want to make sure being the professional that i am i forgot to look it up too and i brought it up <laughs> i don't see the list i can't use the computer we'll cut that out <laughs> yeah you guys can see so okay we got them we got shane we got brian Kano. Kano. oh yeah brian, brian. Yeah, we Brian, this. and we got uh, yeah, Brian. Sorry, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so we, so we do have have uh, Brian Cano. So, those are all our celebrities and special guests, and 
So it's, it's a great lineup. It's just yeah. there's so many people mm-hmm. that we want to bring in, and unfortunately, we can't yeah. make any money off our event. So all the money goes back to the Ohio State Reformatory. Yeah. So a lot of the money, Kathy and myself, we put in our own money to, mm-hmm. to help help with, with stuff. But um, no, it's, I mean, this was an amazing year because we sold out in all our vendor tables by the end of September. Yeah. Wow. We have a waiting list of right now of over 40 vendors waiting for a table. Mm-hmm. I guess. And we still, we're still getting requests for speakers and celebrities who want to be part of the event. And that's like, mm-hmm. we don't have any more room. <laughs> yeah. It's we, we don't have any more room or really any more budget to, mm-hmm. to bring anybody else in. I, I feel bad. I would love to bring everybody in. Right. Um, but it's, well, they should just come as as uh, as um, what would you call it? Attendees. Yeah. Just right. show up, guys. Come show on. up and mingle. Show up. Just and, get on uh, your private jets and fly out. <laughs> we we do a premier package ticket where you get everything. Mm-hmm. You, you get our VIP meet and greet. You get the celebrity ghost hunt. Uh, you get some stuff, shirts, coins, uh, uh, a program, and then other li- little goodies. You get discounted uh, right into OSR. You know, we only had 20 of those for sale because they're really expensive. Mm-hmm. We sold out in those minutes. Wow. That's incredible. So it's like, it, it, it's a good feeling. It's yeah. like wow. And yeah. see that um, that all like goes, I said, it's all it's all for the reformatory. Yeah, and that all goes back to show what kind of event it's going to be or it is, mm-hmm. and how you treat the your guests. You treat the vendors awesome. You treat the speakers awesome, and that shows because people want to come to this event. Yeah. And it's at the Ohio yeah, State Reformatory. I mean, come on. I know, right? I mean, it's like, well, yeah, what more can you ask for? Mm-hmm. Right. No, we, we do like uh, treating, you know, our mm-hmm. vendors really well because I've always believed it's like if you don't have vendors, you don't have an event. Mm-hmm. So that's why we like to treat our vendors well, like you guys. I mean, you Thank guys you. have been with us since 2017 when we first did it at yeah. St. Joseph Hospital. Yeah. Yep. So that's when, when we first uh, did the event. And you guys have been with us every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And we, we appreciate it. it. Yeah. And it's it's such a great event because, you know, I w- one of the things I really like is that you guys do the the, the food drive to get yes, back. Yes, we do. And the, the pet food drive, I think it is yep. as well. Pet supply um, drive. Yeah. Pet supply drive. Yeah, because it's important to support the community that supports the, the Mansfield Reformatory. Right. And we do a lot of other things, too, that uh, other conventions don't do. Mm-hmm. Uh, one mm-hmm. of our big things is we want the celebrity, I mean, not the, the vendors to make money. Yeah. I mean, if they're not making any money, and obviously we, you know, we can't help every vendor, but that's why we have those little raffle things mm-hmm. that, that we do, like the scavenger hunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's I mean, really popular with the attendees. When we first did the, the parasite con at the, the reformatory, you know, we always do surveys at the end. What can we do better? What did you like? What didn't you like? And people were saying nobody was coming to my table. All right, well, let's do a scavenger hunt. Now people yeah. have to go to everybody's yeah. table. Uh-huh. 
And that that's, uh, you know, and we give um, prizes away for that. I think this past year was like $250 to the Ohio State Reformatory gift shop, yeah. you know, for the winning ticket. Mm-hmm. And then we do the, the vendor sweepstakes ticket that way you know if you spend ten dollars at a vendor table you get a you get a raffle ticket yeah Mm -hmm. and and that that one is for a free private ghost hunt at osr yeah yeah that's huge and those are coveted tickets because the vendors love that we had so many people coming to the table do you have tickets do you have tickets (laughs) left yes we do Perfect. See, I mean that—that's—that's that's what it's all about. I mean, we want you guys to make money. We want OSR to make money. Uh, we want people to come back. We want to, you know, do the food drive, and we want to, you know, you know, get stuff for the, you know, the Humane Society and the Animal Ward, all that, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's and it's giving. a wonderful family-friendly event. Yeah. Thank you, you know, mm-hmm. parents can bring their kids, and they can, you know, see all the celebrities and get to see you know, maybe go into, you know, a haunted location during the day so they don't get scared. But yeah, no, it's great because there's tons of families that come out for this event. And it's it's great to see. And they get activity as they're walking around the prison too. We've talked to people, people come back to our table and tell us their stories about what they saw, you know, because that's another thing is you're not buying a ticket just to get into a Paracon. You're buying tickets for a tour and a paracon you can right you can go anywhere right. you want in the prison and, right and that's what you know you're paying admission into the house state reformatory mm-hmm. and then you get your tour of their museum which includes the actual prison itself the shawshank museum the ohio penal museum and the ohio industrial museum ours is just extra yeah so yeah. now now you get to go check out you know almost 100 vendor tables mm-hmm and all the celebrities and all the speakers, you know, you can do all that with no extra fee. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's like a win-win. It is. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's like our event is free. You just <laughs> got to pay your admission in the OSR. Exactly. So. Yeah. All right, Greg. And, well, you know, I was just w- want to mention one thing too. Like if anybody is coming, um, planning to come out, there's tons of food vendors. So you don't have to worry about leaving the location to go and, you know, get lunch. You can, if you want to, but there's just was a wonderful array of food vendors, which were really, really yummy last year. <laughs> I was eating everything, especially the walking tacos were my favorite. <laughs> and it's like a picnic. Yeah. You're you can there, have a picnic. There's picnic there tables. The... You can you yeah. know, bring your Bring the whole family. Walk yes, around the lake, yeah. look at the geese. Yeah. <laughs> Get attacked by the geese. geese. <laughs> but, oh. Greg, we want to thank you for coming on. This is so much yes. fun. And it's always great seeing you and talking to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we got... uh, yeah, it's great. I mean, too bad there's no casino there. Um, <laughs> I know, but... right? We'll have You'll to have to come to August. Toledo. Just come yeah. to Toledo. We'll go to the casino. <laughs> I never do good at that one. <laughs> How is those money? It's I know, those. Me too. There's one in Youngstown. It's the same thing. It's like I lose money there all the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll have to meet at Jack's in Cleveland. Yeah. 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 We'll have to do that. Yeah. For all sure. right, guys. Well, give Kathy all our right. best. Tell her we said hello and right. really appreciate you coming on the show. And right. for any of our listeners um, who want to check out um, Greg's site, Go to the Facebook page, just type in Parasite Con and or Tri C Ghost Hunters, you will find all the information that you need. Yeah, they yep. have they have a Facebook 
actually um, an event page, Parasitecon 4. Uh, this is coming up in May. It's on May 21st and 22nd. So put it on the calendar. May 20th and 21st. 20th and 20. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I read good. Yeah. Right. Or <laughs> website, just Parasitecon, and yeah. it'll take you right to our website. That has everything you need to know. Yeah. All right. And come see us. We'll all be there. Yes. That's right. All right. Thank uh, you, Greg. Our table is right next to yours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we can throw and things back and forth to each other. <laughs> all right. Thanks a lot, Greg. And we will talk to you later. All right. Thanks for having me on. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. Bye. All right. And thank you once again for listening. That was a great interview with Greg. Yeah. I enjoy spending time with him every time we get a chance, whether That's it's cool. online or in person. Yeah. I'm going to take all his money at the roulette table <laughs> no. the convention coming up in may yeah. you've got to be there this is we always say come to the conventions yeah. but this is a convention you have to come to yeah it's one of the best you pay just to get in the building you can convention for free and you can yep. talk to all the speakers you can talk to the guests you can talk to the vendors like and that. we're all we're all there to talk to you so come on down and tell greg that Heard him on the Two 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 Paranormal podcast. That's right. And let's see who comes from the furthest away. You guys have to come to our booth. Tell us where you drove in from, or flew in from, or uh, took a boat, plane, train, or however you got there. Uh, that would be fun. Balloon. You know, come in, and we will give you Private a jet. Yeah, we'll give I'm you. I'm all a about gift. PJs, right? No thing. <laughs> awesome. But like we always say, please, wherever you're listening to this, hit that subscribe button. Hit that follow button, whatever it's called. And also, please get up on our YouTube channel. We're going to be posting some videos on there. And please hit subscribe on the YouTube channel also. It really means a lot to us. Yeah, for sure. And have a great week. Yes. We will talk to you next week. Next week, we have another special guest from a very special location. Another Ohio. Ohio. That will give you a little, drop a little tease. It's a very haunted Ohio location. Thank you for listening this week. We'll miss you till then. I am afraid, but I am here.